Salam, I'm Alex, a small business owner and entrepreneur, and this is the Awea podcast show where every episode you will hear an amazing Muslim woman's story of how they got started in their career and how they can help you take your first step to your amazing journey. Welcome to a weird podcast show. I'm your host, Alex Corey, and I'm here to share with you amazing stories of Muslim women and what they've gone through to get to where they are today. And my very first guest is Yasmin Hadi, a comedian, attorney, and relationship expert. She has toured in London, all over the U.S., and regularly performs in D.C. metro area, including most recently at the Kennedy Center. And you can catch her on Instagram at Yasguru, dishing relationship advice every Monday on hashtag Merry Monday. <laughs> Welcome, Yasmin. What time it is? What time it is? It's Merry Monday. It is. <laughs> so, how did you get started? Actually, start with how did you get started, and how did you follow your dreams? So, you know, it's it's always hard. I think um, when you have a profession or you have a role as a woman to kind of break out of that and do something fabulously different. And I know that for me, that took a lot mm-hmm. for me to like feel that I could do something else, but I'm just a creative person. Okay. And I felt that maybe from my years of experience, um, matching people mm. and my years of experience, like making people laugh about all sorts of things to try to like, you know, make people feel calmer about being around me. Cause I was different in my environment. Okay. That's, um, what really led me to feel like I could maybe use my skill to help people. And that social media was this like democratization of access that you could maybe reach somebody that you've never met before Mm -hmm. that you will never see, but that might, they may have some kind of positive benefit, whether it be joy or guidance through what you're saying. So I felt, I felt like inspired to Mm. do something like that. Although, like I said, it kind of, it was like an uphill battle. I had to be like, is it okay for me to break out of my other roles or am I going to be less of a good mom or less of a good wife or less of a good, you know, daughter, um, in, in pursuing my goals and dreams. So when you're saying that, um, how did, how were you able to balance all of that? The biggest thing I want to say is that, you know, having supportive people in your life who Mm -hmm. love you and love seeing you grow and flourish Mm -hmm. is the most important thing. So I have a very good crew around me. I, um, talk to my husband a lot about balance and a lot of it has to come down and with my family too, it has to come down to, to them sharing a lot of your responsibilities and your duties, um, and believing that it it draws you all closer together. So I will say that, um, balance comes in partnership. It comes in making sure that to not be so tough on yourself and to just realize you're doing the best thing possible. But if you're happy and you're fulfilled, you will only be a better wife, a better daughter, a better mother and a, and a better professional. Yes. And I think that's what you do on your Merry Mondays. You're like talking about um, different aspects of life and how to improve it. And I think one of them was about um, just that fact that you just said, you know, how if you believe in yourself and you're positive, then you can put it out in the universe. Yeah. It was about the scarcity mindset. Yeah. Scarcity mindset. Yeah. And I talk about how scarcity kind of, um, when you think that there's limited resources in the world and we're all just like in some kind of rat race to go get them, Mm -hmm. we often are missing out on all the good that's going on in our lives. And instead of focusing time on ourselves and investing in ourselves, we're just wasting it by outputting it negatively into the world or not being a champion for other people. So 
I do believe that, um, you know, when I, when I was looking up to other people doing, pursuing their goals and dreams, I realized that I could do it too. And that made me happy. And it made me realize that there was a lot of positive that I could probably spread. So that's an abundance mindset that God is so full. The universe is so full of good stuff. We can all go out and get it and it won't deplete. And you know, that's a big thought. A lot of people might not be able to, you know, take that thought and really do something with it. So when, if have you ever been in a dark moment where you really, it, it took a long time for you to get out of it and, and what happened? What did you do? Yeah. You know, I, um, talk about this with, uh, you know, my Yaz Guru channel with Mary Mondays, but you know, I was a divorced, uh, woman. I, um, I've been divorced. I've now remarried. I have two children. So blessed beyond belief. But uh, I remember after my divorce, it like it shattered my entire world. Mm-hmm. It shattered everything I knew about like what was good or what was normal because my mom and dad really raised us just in a, a happy family. We were happy. Yeah. We didn't have you know a bunch of stuff that you know we didn't have vacations and this that. But we we you know I know that seems like kind of silly or like health no. insurance. You know we lived wow. kind of we lived together and yeah. and relied on each other as a family of refugees. But we had such happiness and warmth. I didn't even, I didn't even know that like people could be evil to each other or that people could be abusive to each other. Mm -hmm. I didn't think that Muslims could be that way, especially because my, um, my mom and dad had such like strong faith. But what I was going to say is that I was in a very dark place, um, after the divorce and I felt like, well, you know, I, I think that there's a lot of people who have really transactional with God. So yeah. they think like, if I do all this good, that means that good will befall me. Right. Yeah. You know, all I got to do is pray and like, oh, and then all this good will happen. But that's not our, that's not a spiritual tradition. That's no. not a richness. That's not a fullness and depth of life. No, that's not. Yeah. Just because you do good doesn't mean that you won't be tested or that there won't be difficulty that's coming. The key is if you've done good Mm -hmm. and you've learned all of the positive things that can come from that in terms of affecting other people, that when the test comes, when the difficulty comes, you can look for the ease and you can see, well, how is this going to transform me so I can help more people? How is this going to deepen my experience and my human story so that Mm. I can connect so that I can feel what other people are feeling so that empathy isn't just something on my lips, but something that is so deep in my heart. And that way you can get out of the darkness and realize that every moment of darkness, every point of pressure is a point of expansion. Wow. Is there a story you can share with us that maybe defines that? Yeah. I mean, I, I know for me, for example, um, I had a lot of, uh, difficulty even I had, a uh, after, like after I got remarried, mm-hmm. um, after I, um, I got all my degrees, you know, I, I studied a lot. I, I went to many different universities, traveled the world. Mashallah. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, I was unemployed and I could wow. not get a job. And I just remember thinking like, but I got all these letters behind my name. Mm-hmm. Why won't someone give me the job? And right. that is like, that entitlement is not good. Mm. It's like God had to put me through that experience, just like wake up to be humble. Right. And to realize that all good things are through God. Yes. They're not through your own effort. No. They're not through your own. Again, it's not some transactional thing. Mm-hmm. You do good, of course. Yes. Because it's the ethical right thing to do because it's a sign of gratitude. Mm. But when the difficulty comes, we have to have patience. And that's when our hearts really expand. We realize, 
oh my God, when you see somebody on the street, for example, and they're having a really hard time, they got kicked out of their house, they got evicted. It's not because they're some drug addict or they did something terrible to other people right. and that's what God put them in that situation. Stop thinking that way. Mm-hmm. Stop judging people so harshly. Instead, realize that if someone is having a hard time in their life, mm-hmm. Maybe you should be there to help them. Yes. Right? Maybe yeah. you should be there to assist in in ha- having them feel less alone. Right. And I just remember um, going through that difficulty and and kind of after every, you know, I felt like I had gone through s- some, some things in my life and mm-hmm. I had worked really, really hard and like it just wasn't gelling. It just wasn't coming together. Mm. And I remember, you know, my dad um, talked to me on the phone and He's like my spiritual guide. And he just told me, he said, okay, you know, when you, when you're trying, you know, when you're trying and it's not working, you know, what do you think is the lesson in that? And I told him, well, I I don't know what the lesson is in that. And he was like, okay, well, do you feel that, you know, when you're trying and and you're you're in that process and you're kind of like trying to get yourself out of there, do you feel at all that maybe just maybe if you surrender totally Mm. And you, and you, and you show your helplessness Yes. and you speak to God in that like sadness from that place where you're on the floor. Do you believe that God, do you believe that the universe, do you believe that the world can still lift you up? Mm-hmm. Or do you feel like you're lifting yourself up? I said, no, no, I can't lift myself up. He's like, yeah, that powerlessness, yeah. that's a lot of light. That's a lightness. And so he told me, he said, it's the most important that when you're on the ground like that to give, and I said, how do I give oh, no. dad? I'm so depleted, right? right? I have nothing. I have nothing. 10 months. I was yeah. out of my, out of, out of work. My husband then lost his job. Hmm. So we really didn't have anything. I didn't have health insurance. It felt like I went way hmm. back to like, you know, my childhood or something. It yeah. felt like I went way back to like where I, you know, didn't I mean, have a lot of control in my life. Okay there was something really important, Mm. you know, in that place. He said that helplessness, you know, that feeling where you have nowhere else to turn, that's, that's where a lot of growth happens. Yes, And that's where you have to realize I'm going to give now, Mm -hmm. even when I'm down and out, he said, give and ask, ask of the world what you want to see, but give and do it where it hurts a little bit, right? Where there's some difficulty and extra difficulty that you're placing on your plate. I I just couldn't believe what he was saying. So I ended up selling an item of mine. Oh, wow. And, and, uh, he was like, yeah, it might not be a bad idea to get light in life. Right. You might need to sell some things. Yeah. And you know, it wasn't the first time I had to do that, but I did it and I gave and I mean, literally within a week I had a job and I didn't just have a job. I got a job that was way better Hmm. than the job that I had before at a higher, you know, grade level. Yes. I had more responsibility and it was a job that, you know, was able to help me take care of my needs and my family. So that's a beautiful story. Yeah. That's an amazing lesson your dad can share with you. Yes. And he, you know, he's, he's the kind of guy, I mean, you know, he, he's experienced a lot of different things in his life and that's why I really look up to him and my mom. They've experienced living at, at, you know, at a very like, you know, the most lavish levels and then, Mm. and then not and losing everything. And I think my dad realized that after losing everything, that that lightness is where like a lot of good heart work happens, Mm. you know, and then your heart is actually at ease and it's not burdened anymore by lifting up all the things that it has to carry. 
So he wanted me to understand. And I could say that I understood, but feeling it is a whole different experience. Yeah. I mean, that's a, an important lesson to have, especially to give to your kids, yes. you know, yes. um, that you don't need, you don't need to be a millionaire to no. be happy, no. for instance. And yeah. you don't need items. Like what we try to do on birthdays is do birthday gives instead okay. of birthday gifts. Oh, that's great. Right. I love that. Thank you. So we try <laughs> to give something and, and you don't just, you know, it could be that obviously he, that my son of course gets lovely gifts yeah. from so many people he loves. And we tell him, you have to give one of them away to a child who maybe doesn't have as much. And he was, I remember when I first told him that when he was three, he was like, there are children that don't have very much. Why mommy? Why? And I said, it's okay. You know, sometimes, uh, maybe sometimes people are blessed to have a lot in their life. Sometimes people are blessed to have a little bit in their life. The most important thing is that if you have a lot that you share because sharing is caring and it shows love. And so I really want him to know how to give not from something that he's already used and played with, right. but something really nice. Like a new item. A new item. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. yeah. And my dad my dad made me do that. He would buy me dresses when I lived in Egypt. I was born in Cairo, and yeah. he'd get me dresses from Spain or London. Yeah. And he would always buy me many dresses, and he would f- force me wow. to give one of my dresses to the, um, you know, in Egypt we call them the Boweb, which is mm. the guard of the building. And these people are in much lower socioeconomic status. They often don't have access to education or social mobility. And he would have her come upstairs and I would give it to the daughter of the guard of the house. And I remember thinking like, how could this happen? You know, I remember my face, my dress, dress, right? My face and like the tears welling up, but then she'd hug me and it felt like it was okay. Yeah. And so I want to impart that to my children. I, I mean, I, I think that's birthday give is like a new thing. It's going to happen to my kids. Yay! I, yeah. hope so. I hope so. I hope we can all, you know, do that and, yeah. and understand that, you know, there's nothing really special about you not being in, in that circumstance of the, some of someone who has less. Yes. There's nothing special about you. There's nothing unique about you. All you, all we are, mm-hmm. are agents of mercy and, yes. and we've all been facilitated blessings in our lives. Right. So we should. So we should always share. give. Yeah, we should always give. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, such a great lesson. Thank you so much, Yasmin, <laughs> no for sharing that. No problem. I mean, um, is there something that you know uh, had you become this? You know, you have so many inspirational stories, and you have so many wisdoms that you share. Um, you know, is there something that you would tell somebody who wants to go into the same field as you? Yes. Um, what would you tell them? You know, I always say, um, what's so amazing about each of us is that we really do have a unique gift. We have a unique mm-hmm. purpose on this life, mm-hmm. in this life and on this, on, on this earth yeah. rather. So the most important thing that I think for, for any, anyone out there who's listening and who maybe is feeling a little bit lost or not. Um, not sure or unsure of what their gift is, is that really spend time reflecting on the types of skills that you have and the kinds of skills that you want to have. Hmm. And when you learn or acquire that skill that you want to have, make sure that you share it. Yes. And, and, you know, make sure that you share it and it can be social media is an easy way to share that. You can make a quick video, you can do something quick, but it doesn't have to be that way. You could volunteer at a local school, you know, help children read. You could, um, volunteer at a local hospital. You could volunteer, um, at the local community center. 
and just share your skill. Maybe you um, learned how to do long distance running, you know, later on in your life. Make sure you pass on that skill. Why is it so important to share your skill? I think that that's the best way to make sure that you've mastered that skill, but also to show gratitude for the fact that you did that. Yeah. And that's how you, in my opinion, change someone's life and really impart that gratitude and the goodness and just like blast it out into the universe. Hmm. I think that, you know, the more that you, um, share also of your skills, the better you will get to figure out like, what is my purpose? Right. Okay. I shared this skill. That was really, that was great. I shared that skill. Okay. Maybe that wasn't, that didn't feel great or I didn't work out. I didn't work out. I didn't really want to do that. And I think that that's, you can get closer to figuring out what is that you really want to do and what is it that you want to, you know, be a part of in terms of any organization or social media or yeah. any kind of you know civic institution, whatever it might be. I really think that the whole point of us being here again is to figure out our purpose. Yes. And anyone who wants to do something like you know I'm doing, just invest in figuring out what you're good at mm-hmm. and what you want to get good at, and then share it. And also, I think your purpose might change. Yes. Right. I, I mean, oh, absolutely. You're an attorney. Yes. You're a, a relationship coach. Yes. And a comedian. I yes. Mean. And I and I I see myself changing probably again, you know, every, every every four to five years, I do try to challenge myself. I think that human beings are so much more capable of things than they think they are. I don't believe in those limitations. I wasn't raised to believe that way. You know, you know, all my, my, my parents and my, my, my siblings, they're all really good at so many different things. And I think there's like such a richness in life. Um, you know, some would call me ADHD. That's fine. I'll take it. I'll take it. It's just a label. (laughs) Yeah. It's a labor of love. And, but I do, I mean, I have, my attention is, you know, this about me, um, Alex, my attention is always like in a million different places, but me too. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you're good at many different things, yeah. uh, which is, you, you know, why you're so impressive and such a good friend to, uh, to you're be, impressive, to, you know, that's to, to I'm, be around. Amazing. Thank you. But I, I will say that, um, the more that you have those people in your life, like mm-hmm. the more that you surround your people around, uh, surround your life, sorry, and, and surround yourself with people who are dynamic. Yeah. I think that elevates your game yes. and that teaches you so many different things. And like, why not live life to the fullest? Right. Why not live in excellence? That's the prophetic example. It's con excellence, mm-hmm. whatever you do, do it excellently. And it doesn't have to be one thing. We're not one thing. We're all the things. Yes. Wow. That's so great to hear because I mean, literally I'm like all over the place. (laughs) I don't see that. I don't see that about you. I think that's amazing. I think it's amazing that you're good at different things. Like I don't, I would never look at you and be like, I mean, me too. She's crazy. I'm like, I look at her and I'm like, wow. Like if she can do that, I can do anything. Right. And, and you, that's championing each other. Yes. And that's why we're such good yes, friends. That's why we're such good friends. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. I mean, if there's anything else you wanted to tell somebody, you know, like any advice that you still have, like I, all of what you said is amazing. And I hope, you know, somebody who's out there who's listening to you really gets inspired. Yeah. Um, is there something else you want to just say? I or? just want to say that it's never too late. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want anyone to think that, oh, I'm, you know, I'm in my fifties, for example, or I've had three children or, you know, I've, I'm dealing with a chronic illness and I, it's never too late. If you're up and breathing and not to say that anyone in their fifties is not like that shouldn't be, (laughs) it's nothing. I'm just giving an example because sometimes people are scared to make a career change at 50, but you know what? I went to law school with people that were in their sixties. Oh wow. I did 10 years ago and they're lawyers today. They're in their seventies. That's amazing. It is. And it's it's so inspiring, but I, I just want, all of us to know mm-hmm. as, uh, people of faith or as people of, of conscience and yeah. as people of like, uh, you know, a, a belief in like every moment being precious, realize that saying that and living that yeah. are two different things. 
Living it is a belief, a very sincere, deep held heart belief that it's never too late. And instead of doubting yourself or instead of doubting whether you can do it, how about you get up and try to do it? Yeah. It's just start, right? Start. Wow. It's never too late. It is never too late. That's it. I think that is amazing advice. Thank you. Um, I think we will stop right here because I think somebody out there is listening and is ready to start, ready to go. Get out there. And go for their dream. Yes. And I can't wait. Um, You know, how can somebody reach you? So easy to find me. I'm on Instagram, Yazguru, Y-A-S-G-U-R-U, one word. And then I'm on YouTube, uh, my comedy all my comedy videos are in one place. Yaz Laughs is my YouTube page, Y-A-S-L-A-U-G-H-S, one word. And you can DM me. You and can I'll also definitely find me put on that Facebook. in the podcast notes. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so uh, thankful. Thank you so much, Yasmin, for coming. Thank um, you for having me on this Awea podcast. Yes. Love it. Thank you so, so much. Great. And thanks for being my friend, Alex. I love you. You make me better. I love you more. Thank you for listening to Awea Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe and join our Awea tribe. You can also follow me at awea.style on Instagram and Facebook and check out the amazing list of Muslim and women-owned small businesses at awea.com. When you support small business, you support a dream. See you later.